You're listening to DA Rockstar's podcast, a podcast for dental assistants. I'm your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for 20 years and I've learned a thing or two along the way. And here's what I've learned. We have to band together to share our pearls so that we can all grow and achieve rockstar status. We are using the robot to find out more about Zen. Power features include more than 250,000 products and more than 200 distributors on the platform. Zen eliminates the need for placing orders on different websites. Zen price comparison. It's a feature that allows you to see price transparency all in one place. Access to special pricing. They use buying leverage to negotiate prices with Zen members. Same products or house brands are typically at 25 to 40% discount. Zen supplies gives you access to safety data sheets for all products in inventory with Zen. Either you are using iPad or desktop, MSDS will be at your fingertips. A simple feature allows you to see price transparency in one place. Entire order or individual product can be processed with a peace of mind. Did we mention free shipping on orders of $59 or more when purchasing from Zen Preferred Distributors? If you didn't like the product, you can always request a refund and return product for free. Are you ready to see Zen Supplies perform magic for your practice? Visit www.zensupplies.com. Hey, Rockstars. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, This episode is just me, kind of a throwback to the way it used to be uh, before people were so willing to share their stories and information with us. And I was just on a mission to (laughs) get the word out there that there's other dental assistants that are as passionate as we are uh, and want to improve ourselves and want to constantly learn and want to be better versions of ourselves. But I digress. The reason I'm coming on, and it won't be a very long episode, guys, so bear with me. There was a situation that happened this week, and I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity to use this as a learning tool. Okay, so I have a seven-year-old patient who is in need of an impression for a bilateral space maintainer. Okay, and you guys know what that is. So it's a space maintainer that's going to go around the mouth, um, and it's on the maxillary arch. Um, and so instead of doing a digital impression, um, we decided to do, my doctor asked me to do an, an analog impression. And so, uh, seven years old, I get the patient back. He's super awesome. Uh, very, very great, um, mentality for this guy. He just super like, I like dentistry, like no anxiety whatsoever with us. Uh, which is really nice. And it doesn't happen by accident, guys. Just so you know, you have to condition your patients to be comfortable in the practice. Um, Not only with the rewards from like the treasure chest, but just the way you interact with them. You know, making sure that they um, always feel heard and comfortable and like they matter. You know, putting them as the center of attention and making sure that you, you know, you do what they need to do, whether it's whether they want to watch Netflix or listen to the conversation or want you to just talk about their stuffed animal they have in their lap. But either way, so this, this patient was super comfortable. I get him back. Mom's in the waiting room. <laughs> I try in my tray. I make sure it's good. It's so it's, it's broad enough, but it's too long. So then I go to one of my anterior trays and then add some molding to the back portion so I can get his molars. Uh, without having to worry about it not fitting. 
And uh, I place a little adhesive. I come back to the patient while the adhesive's drying. And I'm like, you know, just let you know that this, this tray I tried in, it's going to be full of goop and it's going to be kind of cold and it's going to be about two minutes. So I just have to hold it there if that's okay. I said, um, do you understand what, have you ever, have you ever been to a beach? And he said, yes. And I said, well, have you ever put your foot in the sand and then taken your foot out of the sand and seen the impression that your foot made? And he said, yes. I said, well, so that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to put some goop in a tray and it's going to act like sand on your teeth. So when it gets hard, I can take it out and that way I can see your teeth when you're not here. And so by explaining it to him, it helps them adapt to the process that's, that's about to happen to him, right? So there's no, there's no scared, I don't know what's going on. Like you use your words, you verbalize to them, you, you explain it from A to B to Z. Okay, <laughs> here's where it gets really good. So I go to take the impression. Mom comes back at this stage. Um, I, she's in there just chatting away, and, and I come into the room with my alginate impression, and I place it in the mouth. Now, I know a lot of you guys, some of, well, not maybe not all of you, but some of you have been taught to lean the patient back ever so slightly to get that maxillary impression so that you can seat it from the posterior to the anterior, which I totally get. However, I have trained myself to take the impressions on the pediatric population, actually on everybody. I don't lean anybody back to take an alginate. Um, and I, I hope that maybe you guys can try, if you are doing that, leaning them back ever so slightly, I would... I would, uh, I would try and train yourself to take the impression while they're fully in an upright position. Um, this way, gravity is your, your adversary, right? So, like, gravity is helping bring that alginate forward and not down the throat into the airway or, you know, causing anything like that. Uh, so, I put... I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. I haven't done this in so long, guys. Ah, it's so exciting. Okay, so I put the alginate in. I have him do the pressure point, you know, between the index and the thumb, Breathe through his nose. He's got the bib on. Everything's going good. And then it comes. Yeah. You guys know what I'm about to say, don't you? Oh, no. Oh, no. In my head, I'm thinking, he's about to throw up. Calm down, Rhonda. This has happened before. No biggie. Okay, bud. I was like, all I need you to do is just lean forward and let it just run out the front. Okay, bud? That's why I put that fancy necklace on you. Remember, it's got plastic on the one side so it doesn't get on your shirt. And, uh, and there it comes. We've got, I, th I think what mom described as hot chocolate <laughs> coming out. And, uh, the way that you react to this, I think is key. So as he's throwing up, I, I just, I, with my other hand, so I've got my, my right hand, cause I'm, I'm a right-handed person. Uh, I put my right hand still on the tray, hold, stabilizing it on the posterior region in the mouth so that I don't have to worry about my impression failing because at this stage during the throw up part, it's still very viscous. Like it's, it's not set up at all. Um, I grab with my left hand and I, I cup underneath the patient bib and I catch the vomit. And I said, you're doing great, bud. I was like, just feel free to let it come on out. You're doing great. And, uh, in the middle of his throwing up, I get him to laugh. Like this was, <laughs> this was a first for me. I don't think I've ever done this before, but so he's throwing up into the napkin that's cupped by my hand. And I said, wow, bud. I said, good job. Now you've got room for lunch. 
And in the middle of his vomiting, he's laughing. So mom's over there like, I cannot believe you were able to get my son to laugh in the middle of throwing up. And I said, well, you know, I said, if if I had gone the other way and started stressing about it or making a big deal or here's what will happen for those dental assistants that are timid or not used to having people throw up on them, um, your automatic reaction would be to take the tray out. And that does no one good for, for, there's a couple points there, right? So if I took the tray out before the alginate set up, A, I got alginate everywhere. Cause you guys know that stuff. If it's still goopy, it's everywhere. B, I then have to do this again for this little boy, right? I have to, I have to go mix alginate. I have to pour it in the tray and then we have to do this all over again. But instead I'd lean him forward, have him let all the vomit come out. I hold the alginate in place and we ride it out. Um, so I don't react the way that child was probably expecting, (laughs) you know, most kids when they vomit or they get an injury or anything like that, somebody in the room or near them is going to react, uh, uh, in panic almost, you know, like, oh my goodness, are you okay? So I, I make him laugh while he's throwing up. I hold the vomit in my hand while I'm holding the alginate impression stabilizing in the mouth. I give it about 20, 30 seconds. Okay. So I wait until the vomiting is over. Kid's doing great. Like I said, he's laughed through it. He's got a little bit of, you know, um, tearing up in his eyes, but he's not panicking. He's, you know, in a really good place, right? I didn't overreact to the fact that he just threw up in my hand. And, uh, so 30 seconds later go by and then I call in my other assistant. Hey, Carrie, would you mind bringing me some napkins and very calm monotone voice? Sure. She comes in. So she grabs the napkins. And at this point I'm, I'm really close to the alginate being completely set up. So, um, I go to take the alginate out and then my team, my Carrie and my Dr. Tabor come in. They're like, Oh, good job. And then, you know, we talk about the laugh, how, you know, we made room for lunch and it was such a good impression and we were so proud of him and we get him cleaned up and he's out the door. Alginate impression turned out perfect. Uh, it is great for a space maintainer, uh, fabrication and the patient didn't stress out. Uh, so I tell you this story because one, I'm super proud that I made somebody laugh while they're puking first for me. Uh, but two, some of the tips that you're, you're going to encounter this, somebody's going to throw up on you. If they haven't already thrown up on you, they will throw up on you. The primary role of a dental assistant a lot of times is to take these impressions. (laughs) And, uh, and so I just, I thought those were great tips on how to react to the situation And there is going to be a smell afterwards. So Lysol, I know that we want to do minimal aerosols. Uh, So just, you know, disinfect, you know, double disinfect uh, and and try and get the scene, uh, maybe a window cracked or something that would work and and minimal Lysol use um, to help neutralize the odor in the air. But it happens. It's going to happen. And it's how you choose to react that is going to make or break how the rest of that appointment plays out. And I just, I, I thought it was a good story. And if you guys have any of your own to share, (laughs) you know, what it's like to have someone vomit on you, uh, it doesn't always work this way. I mean, I've been doing this 20 years, guys, and there's been times where I've got a patient with a optrogate or uh, an ice light in and they're on nitrous and they're in the complete supine position. And here comes the vomit. 
In those situations, everything plays differently. Your doctor's usually with you for that. Uh, but you, you, if you can't set them up in a timely fashion, make sure you turn their heads. Uh, we don't want them to aspirate any of that vomit because that's where, you know, some seriously bad things can happen inside the lungs uh, with that stomach acid. So uh, at that point, you know, everybody has different protocols straight. You know, if they're on the nitrous, straight to oxygen, have them turn their head, let them vomit, let them sit up after they get their bearings. Uh, sometimes you can proceed with treatment. Sometimes you can't. But uh, hopefully your doctor... And you guys have like a seamless protocol if you're in the room together and it happens. And like I said, when I started this, I, if you're, if you are taking your patient back in any way, shape or form to take that upper alginate, I would, I would seriously try and train yourself to do it when they're completely upright. Um, it just, it helps everybody and it, it helps the patient. And then once you figure out how to place your finger pressure on the molars and you get a great impression every time, then you won't need that crutch. But uh, as always, guys, Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe place for dental assistants to share, connect, learn, all that stuff. And then Jules Varney, Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram website. Um, and DA Rockstars. Uh, seriously, guys, we are headed to Voices of Dentistry next week. And super stoked. I get to meet all of these <laughs> idols that I've had, you know, because... One of the reasons I started this podcast is because I was listening to podcasts. I, I don't know that you can have one without the other. And I love the idea of being able to learn while my hands and eyes are busy. Uh, I wanted to utilize my ears, and that's what podcasts do. But Voices of Dentistry, it's going to be in Arizona, and I'm super excited to meet all of these other show hosts and these beautiful guests that are going to be there, all of these intelligent minds going to be in one place. And if you guys have any feedback, any questions you want me to ask, I don't know how much time I will get with each show or presenter or, you know, thought leader in the industry, but, uh, I have a list <laughs> compiled of all the things as a dental assistant, I want to know from these other people. So, uh, we leave on Thursday and the conference Voices of Dentistry, which is VOD, is on Friday and Saturday. So message me on Instagram, Facebook, if you have any specific questions you want me to ask, uh, you know, just from a dental assistance perspective, and I would be happy to oblige. But until next week, guys, keep on sectioning.